I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, and you're listening to Between Two White Coats, a weekly podcast where we dig into key issues surrounding health and wellness. I'm a family medicine doctor, and my co-host, Amber Foster, is a family medicine nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We are taking some of our biggest questions, obstacles, and patient-centered advice and wrapping it into a 20-minute weekly podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have found this podcast helpful, give us a five-star rating and review. This helps other people find our podcast. And make sure you share it with your friends. Thank you for your time. We look forward to serving you. Last week, we continued with Reverend Michael Wilburn's story. We heard how he drastically changed his lifestyle to aid in his recovery and how he realized how his unhealthy lifestyle impacted the people he loves the most. We continue Michael's story this week. We hope you enjoy. So what are your numbers now? Wait, where's your sugar? Uh, well, my sugar, uh, I go back, I see my endocrinologist in May. Uh, I, in in um, January, uh, uh, I had an issue. I was on Rebelsis. Uh, and I, it was a pill a day. Uh, I was, I could have taken a shot a week. I said, give me the pill any day. Um, you know, I just couldn't imagine sticking a needle inside me, just one, one needle a week, but I still didn't want to do that. My sugars, uh, of course, in, in January had kind of stabilized. Uh, my numbers had dropped anywhere between 85 and hundred is where my sugar was running. When I went for uh, post-op, Uh, with my endocrinologist. My A1C had gone from 8.7 to 5.1, I think it was. Um, And uh, what took place was my uh, coupon that I had for rebelsis ran out and my uh, prescription went from $10 to almost $700 a month. And he's like, "Uh uh-uh. I called my doctor. I said, I can't do this. And I told him, I said, it's not the sugar that's going to kill me. It's- <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll have another heart attack from the pharmacy. Right. But, but I could not allow myself to be put back into a place. So if I had to pay $700 a month, I would have. What'd your, what'd your doctor say? He said, well, let's, let's try Trulicity. And there was another medication forget what it was. It's what you see advertised on TV all the time. So I, and and another thing too, I think that's really great is I developed a great relationship with my pharmacist. Uh, And they, they've walked me through a lot and have really helped me on a financial level. And then also to help me understand uh, the medications that I'm taking. But um, what took place was uh, I found out that those he, he said, these will probably be a little bit cheaper. They were about $100 more. Both of them were almost $800 a month. And that was with my insurance covering. I could have, you know, done a, a paper. I could have done paperwork where I'd gotten probably 80% of it back, but I'd had to pay the money up front. Uh, I didn't want the stress of that. And I looked at him and I said, I, I kept good records. Um, uh, Use my phone, uh, my blood pressure. Uh, it stabilized uh, really good. My sugars were well within range. And I looked at him. I said, here's my records. I said, is there any chance I can come off the diabetic medicine based on diet, controlling with diet? So he looked, he said, let's try it. So that was in January. Uh, I, go, I go back, I think it's like in two or three weeks. 
but my sugar numbers are ranging anywhere. This morning when I got up, it was 80. Um, last night, I did not take it because we, we had traveling. traveled and I forgot <laughs> to when I got home. But, um, but my numbers, my sugar numbers are anywhere between about an 85 to 110. The one thing that I've learned, my wife and I've learned, of course, our diet has totally changed. The coach could write a book on diet. But um, there was green leafy vegetables, chicken, turkey, um, seafood, no fried foods, no breads, no sugars, no salt. And uh, I, I drank water and literally have done that since last May. Today I weighed, it was 100 pounds. I've lost 100 pounds since last May. Wow. No pills, you know, no, no quick gimmick. It, it's just a lifestyle. And... Uh, Foods that I would not eat prior to this, I'm now eating. I still don't like them, but they're healthy for me, you know, and, and that's a lot of the green leafy stuff. Uh, most of the time, you know, I would, I would wake up out of a sleep and eat a sandwich or go grab some chips, grab a cookie, grab a little Debbie cake and this sort of thing. I don't do that now. Well, you're actually uh, sleeping through the night now because you have your CPAP because we make you wear your CPAP. Right, I have to wear my CPAP. My sleep numbers have dropped considerably. Um, and so, uh, which I still don't understand everything about that, but my numbers are now somewhere between three and six most, most nights. Which is, which is kind of an easy way of saying you stop breathing a few times maybe, and then you catch your breath real quick, as opposed to stop and breathing probably 60 or 80 uh, His times. was like one of the worst I've ever seen. His, his clear waves were like 91. His AHI was 91. Yeah. Wow. So 91 <laughs> times of not breathing. <laughs> yes. Uh, when I did the initial sleep study, I, the, I remember the technician, he goes, well, you, how, he, how quick does it take you to go to sleep? I said, before you shut that light off, I'll be asleep. And I don't remember him shutting the light off. <laughs> uh, 45 minutes later, I mean, I was getting up during the night and this was because of the diabetes and, and other issues that I had. Uh, I mean, five and six and seven times a night to go to the bathroom. Um, and uh, 45 minutes after I had gotten wired up, I rung the bell and said, hey, sir, I've got to go to the bathroom. So I went into the restroom, come out. He was pulling out the machine. And I said, well, I guess I passed the test. And he goes, well, he said, if you consider you stop breathing between 90 and 100 times this, in the 45 minutes, he said, uh, we're going to go ahead and put you on a seat. They didn't even get through the sleep study. You can go, you can go home after 45 minutes. We've got all we need. I stayed there that night, but they sent me home with a BiPAP machine. And I remember asking Amber, I said, what's the difference between a CPAP and a BiPAP? She said, Dad, the next thing is a respirator. <laughs> you get vented. <laughs> that's, that's how, but I, I had restless legs. You know, I mean, I had all the things that were associated with uh, sleep apnea. And so, you know, getting used to a sleep machine, I wouldn't go. Uh, I don't go anywhere without it now. I mean, I sleep all night long. Uh, I get up maybe once now, you know, but most of the time we'll sleep. My numbers are great. Um, physically, you know, from the heart surgery and things like that and everything that they had diagnosed me with. I'm, I'm, I guess I could probably be better, but I'm. I'm good. I, I feel good. I'm rested. I don't sleep. I, I'd go to sleep during the day in my office at church. I'd go home. I'd sit in, on the couch and I'd sleep for three, four hours before I, I'd go to bed. We call it social sleeping. <laughs> He's always been a social sleeper, right, Daddy? 
I want to be involved. We're all. He does not want to go to bed and drive he's, us crazy with the snoring, but he's, he's at the party. He just doesn't remember the party. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how bad I was snoring, and I said it can't be that bad. If it was that loud, I would wake myself up. But it, evidently, it was bad. So, but uh, I'm not snoring. I'm not moving in bed anymore. I just dream a lot. I get into this deep sleep, and last night was not a good night as far as dreams. It was not a good night for dreams. But. What is what is the biggest difference between you today and you a year ago? Oh, of course, the physical change. It's it's that that's probably the biggest thing. Um, even people at my church I, Wednesday night, I walk in. We have what we call our midweek service, our life groups, and this sort of thing, community groups, and this sort of thing. And people are looking at me and they say, "I didn't recognize you. I'm sorry. I didn't know who you were." Uh, you know, and so. The hundred pound weight loss, of course, I, I went from like about a 44 pant. I'm, I'm wearing a 32 pant now. I'm wearing a large shirt where I was wearing a double X and it was tight. So the, even, even the way I dress, the way I carry myself, but on the physical level, you know, uh, sleeping good. I sleep about six hours, seven hours a night, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit more from time to time, but I get up about 530 to 545. This morning, I walked a little over four miles. I walk from about six o'clock to 7.15, 7.30 in the morning. Uh, it's not only a physical activity for me, but it's a spiritual time for me. Uh, I, I, my view uh, on creation, but not just, not just creation. I see life all around me. Um, and uh, you know, I realized that I almost lost all that. Uh, and uh, green, the green trees look so green. Flowers look so um, beautiful. Uh, even on a cloudy morning, I look at the clouds and I'm like, wow, look at the clouds. Uh, and the sun over the horizon. Uh, th that's it's, it, What you all do is just not a physical healing. But it's it's a it's an emotional healing. It's a it's a spiritual healing if people will look at it that way. And uh, you know, I, I I remember looking at one of my doctors and I said, you know, I don't understand what's going on. I said, I'm a man of faith. We're a family of faith. I believe God can heal, but I also know God heals through what you do. And I said, you tell me based on your education and your thought processes and what you've been through, what do I need to do? And I'll do it. And, and I chose to do it, Dr. Plaster. It was either, it was either, it was do or die. And that's, that's the place I'd gotten to. And I'm, I'm glad to be living. I really am. What would your first piece of advice be to someone who was ignoring or I wouldn't even say neglecting because I don't think people believe they're neglecting their health. I think they're just ignoring their health. What would your first piece of advice be to someone who's ignoring their health? Oh, wow. That is a loaded question. It's a hard way. The easy answer is go to the doctor. Uh, but, you know, of course, I had other health issues after the fact, after the heart disease. So I have seen doctor after doctor after doctor this past year. My, my biggest fear was COVID and just staying protected from COVID because my heart doctor said, you cannot get COVID. We were crazy people. <laughs> so it's, it's all the preventative stuff. But uh, from, you know, from someone who had not been to the doctor for 20 years, you know, I look at it that I probably lost probably 35 to 40 appointments. If I had been healthy, 
what is it, every six months or so, you know, a six-month checkup, a yearly checkup, I, I at least miss 20 uh, visits with somebody who was smarter than I am. Uh, and probably, well, it was at least 20. And because of my health condition, it, there would have been a lot. More. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, maybe not. We might could have caught him early, Daddy. Well, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's the fact, and I, I'm, not a, I'm not a good example prior to, but, um, you know, trust, you know, trust the journey. One of the things that, uh, that I've learned, my, my wife and, and my kids, that we've learned through this process is there's evidence all along the way. If you'll look and you'll listen, your body is telling you things. You know, listen to what your body tells you. Uh, look at what your body is doing. Um, and uh, use, use wisdom. It, when somebody says, you know, do you feel okay? And if it's somebody who really loves you and cares for you, there's a reason why they're asking. And it's, it's you know, I, I had too many wake-up calls after the fact. Uh, and I, I was having wake-up calls all along the way. Hearing, go to the doctor. That's always good <laughs> advice if you haven't seen a doctor in a long time. You don't have to know everything. Go to someone who has studied this and they can, and they can help make sure you're okay. Um, I'm also hearing, listen. You know, listen to your body listen to the messages. I, I really heard what you said, and I think this happens with a, a number of people of faith. And Amber and I, if you don't know us, are great people of faith. Um, and we truly believe that what we do here every day is a service and a calling. And I knew I wanted to be a doctor when I was very small, but I don't think I chose it. I thought, I think it was chosen for me and I'm blessed to get to do it. Um, but there are a number of situations where people say, well, God will heal or God, I'm going to I'm going to give this to you. And I think in other areas, I think when when things are um, heavy or intimidating, we'd rather just do that, whether that is a form of denial or whether that is an ability to say, God, you just do it. I don't think I can. And I certainly don't want to. But I don't I think all of us who walk in faith know that's not really how God works. God, you know, just like um, Amber knew she couldn't do more for you than you were willing to do for yourself. I think God knows that we have to have an investment as well. Um, you know, he he can do amazing, wonderful things, but it sure is easier if we're on board and willing to help him. Um, and so I appreciate you saying that the doctors are often instruments of faith and instruments of God. All the people, the people who ask you, are you feeling okay, are instruments of God. Getting up and walking across a room and being short of breath is an instrument of God. You know, God talks to us every day. Uh, God talks to us every day. God talks to us in so many ways. Are we listening? You know, and, and so we can't just hand things to him. And then um, think he's got it from here. You know, it's, it's, I think it's team play with God and we're an important member of the team. I, I, I agree with that. One of the things that I wrestled with, with was my faith versus fact. Because as a, as a person who prays for people and who believes for people to be well, um, the, the fact was I was a sick man. I had faith to believe God could heal me. And I, I know God has healed me. He's healed me through medicine. You know, we look for the miraculous. And sometimes miraculous comes in the everyday things that we do. 
the uh, I, I, I had people who would say, well, if you just believe God, you'd be healed. And I, I believe that. But I also had a doctor who has a piece of paper that says, you got diabetes. And uh, I, I had to do something about it. So God, you know, uh, he, he gives you wisdom. It's, it, it's my responsibility. So learning that, and that's why my wife and I, we call it managing the miracle. We believe God has given us a miracle. God, God placed people in our life uh, at miraculous times. And uh, so we're very grateful. So dad didn't have a primary care. When all of this happened, right? So he has a major heart attack, almost died on us, had open heart surgery. I'm pretty sure your primary care breaks up with you if you haven't seen him in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and I still don't have a primary yes. care. I went back in October to my heart doctor, and this is, this is another miraculous part. Well, I had given daddy a list that said, I gave you that list, and I was like, okay, all of this has been done, but you still have not had a colonoscopy. You're 10 years behind. And you've not had a PSA. And this happens a lot when you have a specific medical issue. You get a lot of specialists. You have an endocrinologist, a cardiologist, a cardiothoracic surgeon, pulmonologist. pulmonologist. You've got lots of ologists, but you don't have you don't have the one captain of the ship. You got yes. lots of parts to the ship. Yes. You don't have the captain of the ship as we in primary care like but to consider geez, ourselves the captain. Right. I don't know the if boss. those high paid specialists. <laughs> <laughs> we like to end each episode with tell me something good today's something good is your body's amazing ability to get well your body is good at healing itself your body wants to find homeostasis it wants to find its way back to normal if you give your body a fighting chance it will fight for you I am amazed every day at the healing that happens in people. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. And until next time, take care of yourself.